And it is Jared and the GM on ESPN 1025 The Game. Here's the update on the latest with Jalen Ramsey. Jalen's daughter has been born, so congratulations to Jalen and his wife, a new Nashville, Tennessee resident. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's knee is still a problem, apparently. He's questionable on Sunday, and Jalen just wanted to state for the record, his trade demand still stands. I thought it was his back. I thought it was his pinky finger. (laughs) So, anywho, that's the latest on Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Floyd, I believe there are certain guys who you trust as football guys and certain guys you just don't trust. So that when somebody says something, you depend on where the source is. And if it's a source you believe or a source you like, you'll say, oh, yeah, he's just the best. He's just, oh, yeah, he's just, oh. Rob Ninkovich, former Patriot, I believe, is one of those guys in your world. I believe you love Rob Ninkovich. Oh, he was he was absolute best. I mean, we brought him in. We, we In college, he was a really good pass rusher. But when he timed and tested and did all that stuff, you know, nobody could ever see him being a pass rusher because he just didn't have the numbers. So he played in the league for a while as a long snapper. And uh, and much like Vrabel, you know, he went from a long snapper to, uh, you know what, and, and we were sitting around, we said, you know, I remember him in college now. He got a ton of sacks. So then, you know, you start working him as a pass rusher and you kind of like what you see and then you let him play a little bit and you like what you see and, you know, the next thing you know, he's a starter for you and winning a ton of games. So Floyd loves Rob Nikovich and Rob yeah. Nikovich is now on ESPN and Rob Nikovich was asked about who's he taking in the Titans and the Falcons game. But that's not what the interesting aspect of this is. What he thinks happens if the Titans lose is. And I'm going Tennessee. That, that Tennessee team right now, their backs are against the wall. They cannot lose three in a row. And I would anticipate if they do lose this game, mm-hmm. that Marcus Mariota is not the starting quarterback wow. and Ryan Tannehill takes over. Rob Nikovich says if the Titans lose Sunday, Tannehill takes over as the quarterback. Floyd, what do you think about that opinion from Rob Nikovich? I mean, I don't, I don't think that's true, but that's me. I mean, I think he's he's good to go. Will Sunday, if they lose, be enough ammo for Vrabel to pull the trigger? No, I think it will be. I I, I think it will. will. I I think that we did we did the approval poll this week. Marcus Mariota's approval rating is twenty nine percent. So the fans, I think, right now would live with the idea of them putting in Ryan Tannehill. You lose again. Then I think the fans will be demanding Tannehill. Not that what the fans think matters, but I just I have said time and time again, and I stand by this, Vrabel never seems fully committed to Mariota. Not like Malarkey did. And we played the clip of Malarkey talking about Marcus at the end of the season two years ago, and Vrabel never talks about Marcus like that. And so I think that Here's Ninkovich, a Patriot, talking about Vrabel, a Patriot. I wonder if Ninkovich looks at this as, hey, I know Vrabel because we both come from the same background, and if Mariota blows this game, then he's moving on to Tannehill. And I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know if they talk. I don't know if they even know each other. (laughs) I don't know. 
But I do think, even though it probably won't be Marcus's fault if they lose, I do think Tannehill playing after this week could theoretically be an option for Vrabel. Well, yeah. I mean, it's an option every single week. But it's really not. The question is, do you make the move? It's only it's a yes or no. Does he make the move? Yes or no? You're saying yes? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but I think he's I think if he wants to make the move. Oh, he'll make the move. If he really? wants to make the move, <laughs> then, but he couldn't make the move before before this game. If they lose this Falcon game, like right now, he can't make that move. If he went into because, John, because if he went into John Robinson's office and he said, "I'm going to play Ryan Tannehill," John Robinson would say, "If you do that, I'm going to fire you." Because because John Robinson said they're going to give Marcus this year to prove whether or not he can be a quarterback. Okay, but that's going to change after this game. I think it might. When the GM says we're going to give you this year to see, and one game's going to make that difference. Yes. <laughs> You are. No, because I think. You are so full of it. No, I believe that the takeaway could be I've said if they lose tomorrow or if they lose Sunday, I think there's a legitimate chance the season is essentially over. And I think the Titans might look at it that way. The Titans might look at it like, you know what? This season is now on life support at one and three. Might as well play the other guy. We've made up our mind on Mariota. We've given him four games, and through a third of the se- or a fourth of the season, he's been horrible. So forget about him. Let's try. Let's just try to see if Tannehill gives this team a shot in the arm. And I'm not saying it's the right thing to do because I believe the Titans' problems right now are not Marcus. I don't think he's the number one problem. I think he is a symptom, not a cause. And I don't think Ryan Tannehill would play any better. But I could see the Titans saying, let's give Tannehill a shot to save our season because clearly Marcus can't. And if they lose this week, then I think Vrabel will have the ability to do so. Okay. No, the answer is no. I mean, there's absolutely no reason. There's no logic behind what you're saying. I mean, he's. We're going to give him the season to do that, but this one game is going to make a world of difference. It's not. Now they could change any point in time. If a point in the point in time comes where they all get in together in a meeting, they go, guess what? This ain't the guy. Then fine. Then I think because that's what they'd be saying. Well, if he's not the guy, then, you know, let's let the other guy play. Okay, fine. Um, but I don't think they've gotten there yet. Or or if they have, we'll know soon enough. But I don't think they've gotten there yet. I mean, they you have to keep in mind, they want him to be the guy. I mean, they're trying to get him to be the guy. And and if that doesn't happen, that doesn't work out, then it'll become obvious to everybody. I said after the Indianapolis game, I asked the question, how many more chances does he get? And we didn't really come up with a number about how many more chances Well, there is gets. no number. I mean, that's why the point is, it may be game 15 when they say, okay, that's it. I've seen it. We're good. Could it not be Sunday? Could be done. It could be Sunday. It could have been last week. I mean, it could be any any week, any point in time. 
And whenever that decision is made, then I think there will they'll be willing to change up and go with and you know whoever whoever's out there. So if you were the GM, could Sunday not be the game that for? I mean, could you see Sunday being the game that see, changes your mind? No, not a prayer, not even close, not close. That's just me. I mean, you're talking about this is a, a quarter of the season. So that's not enough. For you me. don't even like Marcus, though. It doesn't matter. I mean, if you if you're committed on you're wanting him to be the guy, and you've already, you know, more or less committed the season to let him determine what what the deal is going to be. And when a quarter of it's over, you can't pull the pin, especially when, like you said, you know how many of these were actually his doing. Maybe they all were. I mean, the indie game maybe, was bad, and maybe none were. I mean, the indie game, there were a lot of candidates now. I mean, there's a lot of guys that had a little piece of that. So it wasn't just him. But he was um, just and it's just like last the indie game. It's just like last week. You know. In your world, you, you would say that uh, that Adori lost that game with his fumble punt. I told you who lost that game. So It wasn't Adori. It was not Adori's fault. I told you who lost that game for them. Oh. The coach. Oh. Anyway, the point being that if, in fact, that that is the case, well, that's not Marcus's fault, you know. So, I mean, and I'm not. I'm I'm looking at both sides of the coin, you know, because I've I know exactly where they are, what they're thinking. Or I don't know what they're thinking, but I know exactly where they are. <laughs> so let's take your call six one five seven three seven one zero two five on a Fireball Hot Take Friday. And this is the question, 615-737-1025. This is the question. Rob Ninkovich says that the Titans, he thinks, will bench Marcus Mariota if they lose on Sunday to Atlanta. Is that enough for Mike Vrabel to make the move? And also the other thing I guess I'm trying to figure out is I don't hear a lot of people with the Titans rushing to Marcus's defense like I have in the past. And maybe that's a sign of how they feel about Mariota as well. 615-737-1025. Jared and the GM, we are live from the wholesaling studio powered by RumbleOn.com. If Mariota does get benched, as Ninkovich suggests, is that it? At that point, is that it? We'll get to that coming up next. Hey, do not miss Nashville's best pregame show. That's right, the pregame show on Sunday live from the George Jones, 9.30 to 11.30. Jared, the GM, and Chris Sanders. We start our coverage at 7 a.m. for Titans-Falcons with the kickoff, 7 to 9.30. Jared, the GM, Chris Sanders for the pregame show, 9.30 to 11.30. Brought to you by Wholesale Inc., powered by RumbleOn.com. Kubota Tractors, your middle Tennessee Kubota dealers, and Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House. Jared, the GM, it's ESPN 102. The game. Marcus, you've always been a, a very self-critical guy. I wonder, how do you keep from being too self-critical at times? Well, when it comes down to it, it's being able to have people to talk to, you know, whether that's family, whether that's teammates. Because I think at times, you know, a lot of great players, a lot of people that have been good in this sport have talked about having that, that critical mentality of themselves. But at the same time, you don't want to be too negative where you're bringing yourself down and people around you. So... You know, I, I really lean on my family, lean on some of these other guys in the locker room, and given the opportunity to talk to them, you definitely feel better. Marcus Mariota, again, Rob Ninkovich, ESPN, former Patriot, says, hey, if they lose Sunday to Atlanta, Mariota's heading to the bench, Tannehill's in. 
And he, Mark is just talking right there about a support staff. Does it include the coaching? You know, in terms of who supports Marcus, do, does the coaching still believe in Marcus? Vrabel, Arthur Smith, those guys. John Robinson, do they still believe in, in Marcus? Because if they bench Marcus, then the answer is on this Fireball Hot Take Friday, Floyd, I think I feel confident in saying no. That if you bench Mariota, if they lose Sunday and Mariota gets benched, is that officially the end of Mariota as a Titan? Very, very likely, yeah. Now, Jameis Winston got benched last year in favor of Fitzpatrick. Yeah, but it, it, and he's still there. Won't be the same. I mean, if they if J J J Rob came out and said we're going to give him this year and wait and see, and then after four games you're benched, I think the the C part is over, the wait part is over. So it's obvious. So I would say that would be, you know, then you then you start evaluating Tannehill and see what you think of that. But if Mariota is the problem, and I don't know if he is or isn't, but like if Mariota is the problem you think, and you think just a little bit better quarterback play would help you win some games, then would it not be the right move to put Ryan Tannehill in? Again, if you if you think Mariota is not the guy, then yeah. I mean, you can put him in whenever you want. Then you don't care what you do, do you? No, it doesn't matter. I mean, you can do whatever. But if he's, if you want him to be the guy, if you think he's got a chance to be the guy, if you're letting him get a long look to see if he is the guy, then you want him to keep playing. Let's go to your phones. Steven on a Fireball Hot Take Friday is up next. Thank you for calling. What's up, Steven? What's up, guys? Um, I'm kind of I'm, – I'm still really shocked that we haven't met Mario. I haven't seen anything in the last two seasons and this quarter of this year that resembles a franchise quarterback or even a good quarterback. You've got six-round pick guys out here lighting it up against a really good Titans defense. You've got rookies coming in, throwing the ball. Mariota's stats are 13-15 and 15 and 11-8 and eight the last two seasons, and he's looked bad this first quarter. He's 4-0 and right now. Well, yeah, he's got four touchdowns, zero interceptions, which is none last week. But what I'm – what I'm wondering is if J-Rob said we're going to give him this year, what if he said that with the mindset of, okay, if he does good, cool, we got a quarterback going for it. If he doesn't, well, maybe we don't win that many and we get a good draft pick because why would you not put Tannehill in at this point? Because Mariota hasn't done anything good this season, really, except for not turning the ball over. He's been a game manager. Thank, right you, thank you for the call, Steven. I mean, I think that, I think it's because they've evaluated Tannehill and they know what Tannehill is. Uh, they don't need to see like Tannehill the, the fans, play. I think they, the, fans, they, the fans have this belief of, well, let's just see how yeah, Tannehill does. And, and the backup quarterback is always the most popular guy in town. I mean, when things are going tough. But it, the term backup means something. And so, you know, when you're when you're saying, hey, I want to see what this guy can do, it's not. He's not a rookie. He's been in the league eight years. Go back. Look at his career. Look at the numbers. You know what he is. He's telling you what he is. So, I mean, it's not the team that drafted him number one. Let him go. Although they drafted so, everyone number one and let them all go. So, if, they, if, if in fact, Marcus isn't our guy and Marcus is let go, then, you know, wherever he goes from here, 
if he's if he's playing a backup, I mean that team is not going to need to see Marcus to know what they have as a backup. I mean they've seen him, they've seen tape on him for five years. So I mean they they know they have a real real strong indication as to what they're doing, and that's why I say if you if you're taking Marcus's job away then you're taking it away with a purpose because and you can't use the excuse, well, I just want to see what Tannehill can do because we know what Tannehill can do. So it's it you're taking it away because you don't want Marcus to be your quarterback. Which what? which if that's a decision they make, you know, that's that's the one you gotta live with. But man, oh man, it's starts a world hurt. What do you think <laughs> Ninkovich means when he says like where is he coming from on the if I don't think if Mariota plays well, I think Tannehill is going to be the quarterback. Like, what is driving Ninkovich to think that? I mean, we've heard that every week from every national guy in the country. He's just joining the parade. I mean, we heard that two or three weeks ago. I know, but you have a lot more respect for Ninkovich than you do for Mike Tannenbaum. Right. But he's not, that was as a player. This is He's doing TV now. It's not the same. <laughs> I bet when you were on TV, you weren't saying stuff like that. Oh, absolutely! No, I mean, you I weren't. Oh, we. Oh, no, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say anything out, this outlandish. No, I wouldn't. Simply because I don't know, and I didn't need to. You know, uh, there there was like know. one clip uh, of you breaking down. Should the Lions take Calvin Johnson at number two overall or whatever? And you did not give an answer. Your answer was. Floyd, if you're the Lions, do you take Calvin Johnson two overall? Well, if you take him number two overall, you're selling that to the fans, saying he's the best in the country. But do know that you will be looking for a quarterback in the future if you don't take a quarterback now. And I'm thinking to myself, so should they should they take Calvin Johnson or should they not take? But that is, you you were perfect. So, in that so who'd they take? Calvin Johnson. Who was their quarterback? And then the next year they took Matthew Stafford, so they went and got a quarterback. <laughs> Bob <laughs> is up next. What's up, Bob? Hey, just a comment on what you're talking about. They're going to bench Mariota or not? I mean, kind of like what Floyd said, you can't really call it because let's let's give you an example. Let's say this Sunday, Marcus has a meltdown and throws four interceptions, throws for 115 yards and two fumbles. Everybody's going to want him gone. But let's say the opposite happens because we are playing the Falcons. Let's say Marcus goes down there, lights it up, has four touchdowns, 350 yards, no interceptions. But rather than the beginning of the game, the end of the game, we fumble a punt and they score in the last drive and we lose 35-28. You're going to bitch Marcus for throwing four touchdowns, no interceptions, and having 350 yards and playing a great game? It's more than just him. So I don't think you can say that. But one question I do have, one difference between now and the last couple of years, I wanted Floyd's kind of answer on this. You know, two years ago when we had um, Castle and then last year when we had the um, other quarterback, all the fans are praying that Marcus doesn't go down because we've got a terrible backup. Right. It seems like a lot of fans right now would like to see Marcus go down so we can see the backup. Does that affect <laughs> Marcus at all? Thank you for the call. I don't think I think Marcus realizes when you know when he just goes to practice. I think he realizes that Tannehill is a little bit higher quality backup than you know what they've seen. So I mean, Marcus knows what's there, and and I think it's you know it's a matter of 
Um, you know, is that a factor in any of this? I don't know. You know, you'd have to ask Marcus that. But the impression I get is that everybody is saying Marcus is the guy we're going to see this year, and Ryan is the backup, and and God forbid if somebody gets hurt, then he's going to jump in. But other than that, it's kind of Marcus's deal. Now that's and that's kind of the way I'm headed. Your gut cannot tell you though that they would pull the plug on Marcus four games into the season. No, I, I mean I would be. You know what bothers me? And I I might get in trouble for this take, but I don't really care. And that is, if let's say Marcus, they lose on Sunday. They start one and three and the entire town wants to get rid of Marcus. Taylor Lewan's suspension will have then had a direct effect, in my opinion, on this franchise in an incredibly negative way. Right? Like the offensive line is a total train wreck. But a lot of that has to do with the fact that they have issues at left tackle and right guard. To the point that if Lawan was in there, you could move Kelly. Kelly's one of your best five offensive linemen. You could figure something out. And as you said, you can hide one guy on the offensive line. But you can't hide two. So Taylor Lawan gets suspended for four games. And I don't give a crap about the, I didn't know it was in there. Well, that didn't affect anybody else in the league. So I don't care about that. And then all of a sudden, your quarterback is out there getting his brains beat in during the season. And here's Taylor Lewan, and he's doing his podcast, and I don't even care about that. It doesn't bother me. I don't care. But every, Taylor Lewan's going to come back, and everyone's going to be barking and screaming and moaning about Marcus. And yet, you think Taylor Lewan's going to raise his hand and say, hey, this is my fault that Marcus is in the position he's in. Is he going to say that? I don't know. Oh, this, the, although, if you're a coach, this happens all the time. You know, you're a coach and you're 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 doing a good job and thing you're going along just fine. All of a sudden, your quarterback goes down and you don't win another game and you get fired for it. And I understand that, but at the same, like Tomlin's probably going to get fired this year when they go, you know, three and thirteen in Pittsburgh, and it's because Ben got hurt. But an injury is one thing. But but testing positive for PEDs is another thing. And what bothers me is that Taylor Lewan, I, I don't think, is going to suck in any of the responsibility that he may have had on ruining Marcus's last chance as the quarterback of the Titans. And that bothers me. And the fans will not blame Lewan for that. No. And that bothers me. Because he is at fault in some of this. And, you know, that, I know nobody else is going to say that, but I'll say it. If Marcus, if this team starts one and three, and it's a hole they can't dig themselves out of, I do blame Taylor Lewan as in large part for a lot of this. Because, yeah, I didn't know that the right guard was going to be as much of a mess as it's been. You, you actually did know that. Um, they, Titans, did not know that. But when he got suspended, um, to me, that uh, that really hurt Marcus, and nobody, nobody is blaming Taylor for Marcus's lack of success right now, and that bothers me. And if you bench Mariota after this week, which I don't think they're going to do, but if you bench Mariota after this week, then I think Taylor Lewan is person number one that you have to point the finger at. He's supposed to be a leader of this team, 
and everybody covers for him, it feels like. Like, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of people out there that say, you know what, that was really stupid of Taylor to take those PEDs. Uh, but, so that to me, I just want want to throw out there that, and I'm not trying to make excuses for Marcus, I'm not trying to cover for Marcus, I'm just trying to keep it real on Marcus. And I, I just am bothered by the fact that nobody else, you know, makes any sort of deal out of that. 615-737-1025 is the phone number. 615-737-1025 is the number here. By the way, I got a new story to tell you guys about Authentically American. That's right. Authentically American. They've got their newest invention called Sweat Ink. What is that? Well, let me explain. So they came in. Dean, who, who's a proud veteran of Authentically American, the founder of Authentically American, Dean came in here, and Dean was rocking Sweat Ink, and he was like, you have got to try out this Sweat Ink. So I did. I wore a shirt that said Strong on it. When you go to work out, you sweat through it, and all of a sudden you see American Strong. That's right. It's the latest in motivation, and you too can rock sweat-activated ink simply by checking out the entire collection at AuthenticallyAmerican.us. Sweat ink is perfect for you if you want to use it, or for an entire group, such as a high school team, uh, a gym, a race, a charity, whatever. Authentically American Sweat Ink now features their Freedom Design line, their West Point line, their Naval Academy line, and it is fantastic. And here is a bonus. That's right. A bonus for you is if you use promo code Jared, that's my name, Jared, J-A-R-E-D, at checkout, you'll receive 20% off of whatever you order from Authentically American. That includes the great polos, the jackets, the hats, the socks, everything. That's right. If you use promo code Jared for 20% off. Authentically American, online at AuthenticallyAmerican.us. Authentically American, the next iconic brand that is truly American-made. And I'm going Tennessee. That, that Tennessee team right now, their backs are against the wall. They cannot lose three in a row. And I would anticipate if they do lose this game mm-hmm. that Marcus Mariota is not the starting quarterback wow. and Ryan Tannehill takes over. Rob Ninkovich with a hot take on ESPN. Talking about Mariota, Fireball Hot Take Friday. Floyd thought, or do you want to go right to the people? Go to the people. People, Donnie is up next on Taylor Lewan. Go ahead, Donnie. Good evening. Go ahead. Listen. I know you had a take on blaming Taylor Lewan, but did we blame Delaney Walker last year? Every year somebody gets hurt and somebody... Hey, Delaney Walker did not make a choice to break his ankle. Taylor Lewan, for whatever reason, however it came about, made some sort of choice that led to him getting suspended for four games. Absolutely, but the point is neither one of them are there. And we didn't blame Delaney. That's because Delaney didn't do it to himself. I don't care. He wasn't there to play for the whole year. The the point is, every year they're making excuses for Mariota. He is what he is. I've had four years and three games to see it. I was done with him last year when he didn't play the playoff game after practicing. So I don't need to see anymore. They can do with it what they want. But there's a lot of us out here that ain't going back until he's gone. Period. Man, that's the Ken Wisenhunt treatment to Mariota. Tough. We're getting tough. If they want to see something good happen. Did they not see a playoff win a couple years ago? I mean, Mariota is better than... Key key phrase. A couple years ago. There you go. Well, they fired the coach from that. He's coaching the tight ends for the Falcons this week. I mean, to me, the one that gets me is that I've seen 
what have you seen from Vrabel that everybody loves so much? Nobody ever criticizes Vrabel. And yet, you criticize him every day. Well, I'm talking all about no, day long. I'm talking about nobody except for me. Oh. And I still think Vrabel's a good coach, but <laughs> I just Josh is up next. What's up, Josh? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Hey, honestly, man, I totally agree with you on the Taylor Lewan thing because if he was playing, they could have plugged in Dennis Kelly right at that right guard spot, and then guess what? We'd have some protection. And I'm a Mariota believer, and if he has some protection. He can ball out, but you know he hasn't played well either. So I just say keep letting him play, and then you know if he ain't getting it done when Lawan comes back, I mean we'll see what happens. Floyd, how much does the Taylor Lawan thank you for the call? How much does the Taylor Lawan suspension play into your opinion of how Mariota's playing? Well, I mean that offensive line is in shambles. I mean it's a struggle, you know. So it's. But would the offensive line be good if Taylor was there? Well, it would be better. It's not going to be good till you do something right guard. But it would be certainly be better. If you put You'd Kelly in right spot. guard, would that? I don't know. I've, I don't know that I've ever seen Kelly play guard. I mean, I, I know he has in the past, but I, I, don't know, I don't know that I've ever sent him. I'll just say it like this. He was behind Levin on the depth chart last year for, for guard. Because when they played in London against the Chargers, Levin started in place of Spain. And Klein got hurt right at the end of the game around the goal line, and Dennis Kelly went in to play right guard. And so it seems to me as if the Titans were trying everything to not play Dennis Kelly at guard last year. So I'm going to guess that Dennis Kelly probably can't play guard, or they don't want Dennis Kelly to play guard. I still think he's got to be better than Douglas, because Douglas just, I mean, he's terrible. Struggle. He is terrible. Truly awful. And it's not his fault that he's terrible. Uh, but it but he should never be in there and he is in there and that's that's the crux of the issue. Uh let's go to Lance, who's up next. What's up, Lance? Oh, not much, Jared. I don't I you know, I can't stand Tanner Lewan because I think he's overpaid and he's not as good as everybody is. Thinks he is, but I you know I blame John Robinson. If you're going to blame anybody, blame him. He had a swing gate offensive line last year. He's got a swing gate offensive line this year. He's got a defensive tackle that he he uh, drafted, and uh, he's got a bad leg. It's not playing. He's got a offensive guard that nobody knows anything about drafted the third round. He should have drafted just offensive lineman last year. Drafted a receiver. Well, how, why in the world do you need a receiver if your quarterback's on his back all the time? So, it so, doesn't make any sense yeah, to me. Thank you for your call, Lance. I had that take at the draft. They drafted A.J. Brown, 51, is me, you, and D. Mace, and I'm like, where's the guard? You know, where is the starting right guard? Now, that being said, maybe they didn't have a guard with a second-round grade there, but they had a receiver with a first-round grade there, so they took him. I do believe John Robinson thought he could skate by with Pamphiel, and I've de- decided Pamphiel is – i you can't trust him for anything. I guess not. I mean, he's never available. He the was week one matters. and week two of the 2018 season. Uh, great. That really helped. But, but I mean, he's he missed that whole thing. He's missing this. And I, I guarantee you, if he comes back, he'll get re-injured. How can you guarantee that? Because he's already gotten hurt enough. He, he won't make it. 
He's not. He's one of those guys who's just hurt all the time. So, John I mean, Robinson does bank on injured players too much. That I'm starting to kind of get the get the vibe on. I don't even know where Panfield came from. Uh, Tampa Bay. And on, oh, so he knew him at Tampa. That yeah. was that was a connection. And, and then on top of that, about the Simmons thing, because a lot of people are like, well, "John Robinson drafted a guy who hadn't even played yet." I mean, look, if Simmons is the best defensive lineman in the league next year, you're not going to be complaining about it. There, yeah. so you knew he wasn't going to be playing right now when they drafted him. And it's the same thing, you know. You you're, and this is the problem with drafting these guys. But as you go down the draft, what happens to you? is you get to a point where you're saying to yourself, okay, you know, I'm at 16, let's say. I'm just throwing a number number out there. And I've got a guy there that I can draft or I've got the fourth guy on the board still sitting there. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't pass that fourth guy. You know, then you say, well, he's been hurt. He's got an injury. Well, is it? Career threatening? No. Okay, fine. Then you know let's let's draft him and wait for him and and have a great player when he when he gets there. Elliot on Twitter says, "Holy crap, Jared Stillman! You would think these tight the Titans are zero and nine with the calls. People need to pump the brakes. Let's see where they are in three weeks. The sky is falling. Folks are just so exhausting. If they lose Sunday, sky is falling. In my opinion, if they lose to the Falcons, Dewan." Is up next. Go ahead, Dewan. One of your callers said we that Mariota might have balled out if Taylor Wan was there. Balled out when? Tell me when was that ever a possibility? But my call was, was about. I think we should honor Taylor Wan. I mean, like, because <laughs> if Taylor Wan was there, then Marcus, Marcus Mariota might just be average. We still be one and two. <laughs> and he might just play average, and we might just give him the contract. So Taylor Wan from a real Nashvilleian that's been here all my life. Thank you, brother. <laughs> that is so sad. That is so sad. That is a hot take on Fireball Hot Take Friday. James, thank you for calling. Go ahead, James. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there are some common threads with all these calls, and I, I don't know if there's a smoking gun per se, but for sure, since the guy entered the NFL – you know, he's had, like, over 20 games where he didn't even throw a TD pass. That's, like, over over 35% of his games. And, um, oh, yeah, he's had many offensive coordinators, so on and so have you, um, and, and that. But, uh, you know, I, I'm with some of these guys that are saying, look, the guy has to deliver or sit him down. He's lost over 50% of his games since he entered. So, uh, balling out, I'm with the guy that just called in a second ago and said, balling out, he's never balled out. Thank you. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks for the call. I think you could argue he balled out a second year. He made the Pro Bowl. It was 26-9. and nine. Other that, than was, that, that was his best year, without a doubt. Which you attribute completely to DeMarco Murray. I do. And maybe it is. I, I don't know. But I, mean, I think Mariota's good. Like I still think there are times where Mariota does things that I find to be very impressive. I mean, so maybe that's just me. 615-737-1025. Coming up next, we have an abbreviated show today because the Preds are on at 5.30. Six-pack picks. I think I had another horrible week, Floyd. I think I probably did, too. I of, don't know. Of doing picks. Both of you guys did not have a great week. I had <laughs> an, I'm in trouble. It's week 
five and I'm in trouble. We'll get a six-pack picks coming up next. Speaking of picks, make your picks now of the three college football underdog teams you think will win this Saturday. The weekly winner will win a pair of tickets to a sporting event or a concert. Hit up thegamenational.com or the ESPN The Game uh, National mobile app and play now. Silly Underdog Picks is sponsored by volunteer Hose and Gasket. Jared and the GM, it's ESPN 1025 The Game. Jerry the GM, ESPN 1025, the game, the Preds. Back in action tonight at 6.30, pregame coverage at 5.30, which will, of course, move around our Friday schedule. Speaking of the Preds, be sure to come out to Preds Fest uh, this Sunday. I'll be there from 4 to 6. Come and find me. Snap a picture. Tag uh, tag the game, Nashville. And you will have your chance to win tickets to, a, to an upcoming Preds game. So come on by. I'll be at Preds Fest from 4 to 6 on a Sunday. So get excited uh, about that. Okay, Ian, I did terribly. I mean terribly last week in six-pack picks. I have I? you at 3 and 3. Okay, I'll take that. And Floyd, you were 2 and 4. Good. Oh. So Floyd on the season is now 11 and 15, and Jared is 10 and 16. Oh, that's not bad. I mean, I got a shot so, to come back. I mean, I'm 6 and the terrible. Hole. Six Although, hole, but I, I will say the, probably the biggest miss last week was your dog's crush you have on here. Uh, no, Georgia over Notre Dame, you said crush. Didn't they cover that? Um, <laughs> the cover is they not. did not. 14 and a half. <laughs> and what was the final? It was seven, I think. Uh, darn. Darn. Okay, without further ado, let's go right to it, Ian Six Pack Picks. All right, kind of a weak college schedule this. Oh, college schedule. It was it was a rough one. We'll start Mississippi State at Auburn, six o'clock, ESPN one two five. The game. Um, let's see. Auburn is minus ten. So I'll go first on this. I put my limit at ten. I said if it's bigger than ten, then I'm going to take State. If it's less than ten, I'm going to take Auburn. And the number is right at ten which is exactly what they want. I'll take the Tigers. They're too good. I, I mean, and Mississippi State's got injuries at the quarterback position. I'm going to take Auburn just because I, I believe Auburn may be a notch below LSU and Alabama, but only a notch. And every time I doubt Auburn, they go out there and ball. So give me the Tigers. I'll take the Auburn to win and cover the 10. I will take Auburn, too, primarily because it's in Auburn. I mean, Auburn is a much, much better team at home than they are on the road. And, uh, and uh, you know, the, that young quarterback that I was going to kind of maybe not have a lot of confidence in played pretty well. Yeah, he, so I, I was a little bit impressed with him. All right, let's go to stay in the SEC. 630 SEC Network, also right here, ESPN 94.9 Game 2, Kentucky at South Carolina, and South Carolina is minus three in this one, Floyd. Wow. It's at South Carolina? Yeah, I know these teams both kind of stink, but... Both of these teams are awful. South Carolina is terrible. Uh, I'll take South, South Carolina. And the three, again, primarily because of their home. And Kentucky is... Uh, I mean, they're both struggling. Neither one of them is, is really worth a hoot, so... It's kind of, you know, they're at home and it's going to cost you three. So I'll go with home. Give me South Carolina. I'll take the three. I mean, as much as I think Kentucky's struggling right now, I think South Carolina is just awful. Like, I think South Carolina may be the most disappointing team in the SEC this year. 
And there weren't even high ex well, no, Tennessee. But there weren't even high expectations on South Carolina this year. They are awful. Awful. And I wouldn't be stunned if Muschamp gets fired at the end of the year. Awful. I'll take Kentucky. We don't usually like to use fight song stuff. But I hate fight songs. I know, but I don't know what Notre Dame, NBC music, I couldn't find it on the, uh, on the fly. Okay, right. So, Virginia at Notre Dame, 230, uh, NBC. They're both ranked somehow, and Notre Dame is minus 11 and a half, Jared. By the way, how about that, old man? We got a little ACC team ranking in there. Uh, Notre Dame. Uh, this, the, Virginia. No, thank you. Notre Dame. And I like Bronco Mendenhall, the coach of Virginia. But, I mean, Notre Dame is, is not a bad team. And other than Clemson, the ACC is a bad conference. I'll, I'll go with Virginia. I, I, 11 and a half is just an awful lot. I think Notre Dame is way, way overrated. And uh, and not that Virginia is that great, but Virginia is probably the, the second best team in the ACC. So they'll have a shot. Moving on to the NFL, we will start Panthers at the Texans, Fox, noon, Houston, minus four. It's me. Um, I'll go with Houston. I think uh, I, I, I think Carolina is way way overrated right now. The, the quarterback, young quarterback, played good last week, but they're going to struggle, and Cam's not going to be there. And I think it's just going to be harder. I will uh, do the same and take the Texans because the way that I feel about South Carolina is how I feel about Carolina, which is awful. Uh, I, I don't think much of Carolina. They've got Kyle Allen and a quarterback from A&M who then transferred to Houston. I don't think much of him. Uh, I think this may be it for River Ro- Bo- uh, Riverboat Ron. So I will take Houston, and I think the Texans are actually pretty good. And the Sunday night game this week, the Dallas Cowboys going to New Orleans to take on the Saints. NBC also right here ESPN 1025 the game at seven o'clock and Dallas is minus two and a half Jared okay I'm in a tough spot here because I told Kent down the hall that I was giving up on the Titans and that I was going to become a Cowboy fan now uh, but I, I guess I'm really not there yet and I can't pick the Cowboys this week because I picked against Teddy Bridgewater last week and Teddy good for him made me look bad so I'm going to take the Cowboys. And Jeez. and I'm going to take Dallas uh, only because I think Dallas is the better team. And they're okay. at home. I'll take Dallas, too. I, I take Dallas just because they're the better team. And and New Orleans doesn't have a quarterback, and there's no we, mystery here. We, just New Orleans, take Dallas. we have a very good quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. And, and, and New Orleans has no quarterback, so I'll you take know what? Dallas. Ian, switch mine. I love it. Give me New Orleans. There we go. G-E-A-U-X. New Orleans. Go Saints. I love it. No, no, no. Excuse me. Not go Saints. G-E-A-U-X. Go Teddy. Teddy Bridgewater. Gonna get it done. I'm taking the Saints here on Sunday Night Football. Who dat? That's it's the Bengals. Who day? That's how committed he was to the Cowboys. <laughs> the, the very definition of flip flop. <laughs>
All right, and that leads us to the last game. The Titans going to Hotlanta, taking on the Falcons noon CBS. Big game for both teams. And Atlanta is minus three and a half. Minus three and a half. I got to go with Atlanta. Woo! That's that's not enough points for me. I thought it'd be more points than that. Well, it tells me that you think the Falcons are going to win this game. Well, I mean, I said three and a half points, but it's going, we're going to be we're going to have a tough time keep keeping up scoring with Atlanta. That's going to be that's going to be the whole issue. Floyd, I think it'll be a lot closer than uh, than I you know a lot of people think, but Atlanta. Floyd is taking the Falcons. I'm taking the Falcons, too. I have no faith in the Titans. The Titans have given me nothing to have faith in them for. Uh, I think I'm worried this is going to be, get ugly. I'm worried it's going to be ugly on Sunday, and I mean ugly, ugly. Uh, I'm going to go Falcons 33, Titans 13. I think the Titans get their brains kicked in. And I do think Tannehill becomes a discussion all next week. And I believe the Tennessee Titans are in trouble if they lose this game. But I'm taking Atlanta, and I'm taking Atlanta big. Give me the Falcons 33-13. I'll take Atlanta. Six-pack picks coming up next on Jared and the GM. Floyd's three things, even though he's picking the Titans to lose, three things he wants to see and three things he does not want to see Sunday against the Falcons. Jared and the GM, let me tell you about Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. That's right there, right there. They're proud supporters of the National Predators right there on that ice. Every time you go to Bridgestone Arena, you'll see Hiller signs everywhere. Why? Because Hiller is the best. That's right. Hiller has an average 4.8 out of 5 star rating with over 15,000 online reviews. And if you think, man, that's crazy. That's Give me a review I can trust. I'll give you a review you can trust. Hiller at my home. Anytime I have an issue, I go right on my phone, happyhiller.com, and I schedule an appointment. Hiller is at my house within the window. They say they'll be there. They take care of everything, give me the fairest price possible, thanks to true transparency pricing, and then they are gone, and I have no more problems. That is a real testimony to how much I love using Hiller for all of my plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical needs. That's Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical, proud supporters of the National Predators and the Tennessee Volunteers. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Jared and the GM, it's ESPN 1025, the game.